Hello, this is Chris from the Two Blacks and a Mexican team, here to warn you that this is a movie discussion show. Think of it as a movie club, meaning each movie we discuss will be a full discussion, including spoilers. So, if you haven't seen the movie, well, you have been warned. Thanks, and enjoy the show. And I don't really know what this is, but it seems like in a zombie apocalypse, for some reason, there's always an excessive amount of paper scattered everywhere in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell yeah. is that? Like, like Resident Evil is that? Like, why is there so much paper? paper. Everybody was mid-filing something when it all went down. Hello, welcome to Survivor's Ed, How to Not Die First in a Horror Movie. I'm Chris. I'm Tawny. We are two blacks and a Mexican, and we like to things that go bump in the night. Don't edit this out. I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> it's staying. This is staying in. Every bit of this. Uh, he stopped believing in himself for a second. And then I was like, what's he going to say? Uh, <laughs> it's like I was looking into somebody's soul right now. Um, <laughs> uh, this is Survivor's Ed. This is a horror movie podcast where we talk about the scary movies we love. But as black and brown people, we also talk about how our people did in those movies. and. Spoiler alert, often they do not do well. Um, <laughs> so we uh, we think we, we sort of walk ourselves through the movie, revisit it, uh, talk about how our people did. And then we decide on one rule for survival. Um, and this week we are talking about uh, a really big entry in the zombie apocalypse genre, which we haven't really covered yet. Dawn of the Dead. Um, and we are doing the 2004 uh, remake by Zack Snyder, uh, written by James Gunn uh, and based on, uh, you know, the original by George Romero. Um, I know it's probably blasphemy that we're not doing a Romero movie for our first zombie movie, but we wanted to do Dawn of the Dead. So, you know, deal with it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie is uh, like a high octane <laughs> take on the uh the zombie apocalypse genre the zombies run they run real real fast uh the people go to a mall hold up in there and spend most of the movie there um and the whole you know goal is what the goal is in every zombie apocalypse movie survive and a lot of people don't <laughs> so i think that's kind of the layout uh y'all want to talk about what's the situation in dawn of the dead Oh, man. Um, so uh, I really like and I know that the original and again, not to be blasphemous, like the original Dawn of the Dead was a criticism of consumer culture. And Snyder sort of steps away from that, I think, wisely. Um, and I love the idea of a zombie movie set in a mall just because it's sort of like a, there's like a fantasy. If you grew up going to ma- going to malls, like what would I do if I was the only one here and there's nobody around to stop me? And it's to kind of get to see them um, live all that out, even though it's like the worst possible circumstances. But, um, but yeah, but I just want to, I want, what I want to say is this, um, 
This is the, like the number one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I love Sarah Pauly in this movie. Like to me, like she's, she's my height. She's like five, two. And every scene that they show her in where she's standing with everybody else, she looks like a little midget person. She's so, <laughs> yeah, like, that's how tall I am. I never noticed that. I never noticed that until this watching. Like she's this so viewer, little. I was like, "Damn, she's short as hell." She's I didn't. So I never little, noticed. She's it. tiny, and I'm like that. And I forget that I'm small sometimes. Like be, just because it's not something that I have to. Like obviously, yes. Like in my day, I can't reach the top shelf or whatever. I got to get the step stool. But like, you sort of like it's really cool to see a short girl like being just so badass in that cold open. Where and and this is like one of the things like if you oh my god like I I can't I I don't know if I can think of a better cold open it's brilliant it like you go from the like the um the production you know look logo and, and it's blended into the movie and it works in some weird way and and you meet Anna and she's like this tired ass nurse you got like is there anybody who's tougher than a nurse like I don't even know like um and she's this, this teeny little girl this woman sorry not girl. Like this teeny little woman, she just wants to go home. Um, we get this whole peaceful like setup, and we know it's coming. Um, and then when it comes, she's she's smeared in blood. She's wearing her pajamas, like she doesn't even have sh shoes or socks on, and she's just tough as hell. Um, and I and I love her, and she continues. And I I would say if I had to choose one central protagonist, or say like one character is the central protagonist of the whole movie it's her and i think that's awesome and i love it mm. as a short as a short woman um she's <laughs> you do have a reason to live yeah, <laughs> yeah um that, that, I, I would say i would echo all of that like i i really like that opening scene like it, it's i mean it if you're not really you know knowing what you're getting into like they really kick it off pretty early like with the you know with the little girl like and I, I just always, always dig that uh, when she gets outside and she's just driving around. It's just so chaotic. Like, and I mean, yeah, like this is what I imagine. Like, if everybody just starts doing this, like, starts turning into zombies, like, yeah, this is what it's like. Like, she does some things that I'm like, what are you doing right now, man? Like, I, I and maybe we, because, because like we talked about it like before, where in zombie movies, like, everybody sort of like acts like, they have no reference, like frame of reference for like zombies. So it's like, what's, what's, what's wrong? It's like half of your face is missing. You walk into it. I'm not like sitting there figuring out like what's wrong with you. Like, I'm just like, oh, that's a zombie. Like <laughs> a little girl, I, right? They're like, yeah, oh be, shit. All the, at 911. And I'm like, get away from her. Yeah, that's <laughs> wrong. I can be wrong later. And I'm all right with, you know, admitting when I was incorrect about something. But in the moment, that's a zombie. A zombie right there. A zombie girl right there. So yeah, I'm gonna just avoid that. Get away from her. Close the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, that opening scene is dope. Like, I th this one, I don't know. It's just like a fun like zombie movie. Like, I it, it's and it's. I don't know if this was. Well, no, this is definitely not the first. I was gonna say this, this is the first one where they're running, but it's not. Um, no, and. 28 days later had come 28 out. 28 days later, yeah. Yeah, and that was like what I kept encountering was like they that those two movies were sort of paired together as the, yeah. the advent of the like the fast zombie um that a lot of people hate but um but I actually love cuz it's terrifying. Yeah, it's <laughs> even more like it's even more terrifying to know that something that like it's like a wild animal at that point mm -hmm. where like like rabid. It's, like, yeah, like, like rabid. 
I mean, that makes it even more terrible because these are still people. Like most of the time, zombies have like the strength. They're not like they don't seem to be that strong. Like they're very like just out of it and like almost high. Like they like crackheads basically. And <laughs> well, no, nah, I even say that crackheads supposed to be strong. Like so, I don't know. Like they, they don't even like crackheads. Like they like sidebar about crackheads. Yeah, they're like old people. They're like really old, like feeble, decrepit. I I want to see how many populations you can manage to offend in your assessment. <laughs> Keep going, sir. I got, I got, I got a few more. I got a few more. No, they're not like crackheads. They're like really, really old people. <laughs> I mean, because they can't like really get around super fast, and it's like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure I could like get away from like an 80 year old, like you know, like, <laughs> I just run around them. Like you can't catch me, but That's, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most case, for the most case, like they, like, but I, I, I've always dug that. I always like just the once they make it to the mall, like it, it really just starts to pop off, like it, and and then I always love the ending of this movie. I always uh, the like. That that end credit, like I always thought that was like so fire, like that they that like you you think that everything is great, and if you cut the movie off right there, like that's your bad because there was more, or, like or maybe not your bad if you can't handle dark endings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say this one last thing that's interesting to me about just zombie films in general, and I don't really know what this is, but it seems like in a zombie apocalypse for some reason. There's always an excessive amount of paper scattered everywhere in the street. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell yeah. is that? Like, like Resident Evil is that? Like, why is there so much paper? Everybody was mid filing something when it all went down. Don't you need that for kindling or something? Like, it's like it's like every watch any zombie movie, and there's like mad just resume paper and shit and print paper all in the streets. Like, why is it so much paper? Like, what? Or or, Connie, maybe they're like teachers. Maybe everybody's teachers, and there's those are assignments. I might do that. I may be like, fuck it. This is like every zombie movie looks like the last day of school when everybody's like throwing all the books out. And stuff. To be honest, that's what I do at the end of the year when I'm cleaning out my classroom. Fuck this, fuck that. Don't have to look at that again. That's just what I'm saying. Like the last, the last day of school is always like it's always just papers everywhere because everybody's just throwing out books and notebooks and everything that they don't need. Like that's what zombie apocalypse looks like. Is the last day of school happen everywhere and everybody just threw all this shit like what i'm looking at i'm like why is there always so much paper like what what is that i don't understand that i mean you know gotta have that paper i guess (laughs) Uh, so okay well i you know i really really like this movie i don't think i this might be one of the early the first ones we've ever done where i'm probably the, the the least um like into the i guess enthused about the movie in question um I, I'd like this movie, but like upon rewatch, uh, I think there's just things about it that like I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably not my favorite zombie movie, but I have a weird affinity for the shambling zombie. <laughs> um, I think it's because uh, neither version of the zombie scares me really, because uh, to me, the running zombies are like, I don't know if I even it's it's like there's something about it that just makes me think of like a regular, like a cannibal or like a regular person. That's just crazy, you know, which is scary, 
but like it doesn't put me in the mode of like that's a zombie i guess i don't know or like a um, like creepy no, it's not no, creepy. the I'm shambling zombie to me is yeah, like that's the idea of a of a dead body being propelled by some, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's something really like unsettling about it to me, mm-hmm. even if it's less yeah. of an actual threat. And so like, uh, and what you just said, Miles is what was said in the original night of the living dead was like the woman looking out the window. She's like, they're so slow. Like we could just walk right past them, you know? And, uh, and so it's like the fact that the characters acknowledge that in movie and then still somehow get, get, get killed. Uh, yeah. And, and a lot of it has to do with the underestimation and all that. But um, mm-hmm. so I do want to just shout out to the shout out to the shamblers out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm actually with you on that, though, just yeah. just for the fact that it, it seems more like a zombie, like an undead, you know, thing. Yeah. Like something that it's really unner- it's more unnerving. Like it's yeah. more unnerving. Yeah. It, it also, it also like- kind of makes more sense that something like a reanimated corpse is not fully uh, it's not as fully functional as a regular human being. Yeah, it still has yeah. some of the same traits of a regular human, but it can't do all the same physical actions that a normal human would. So it running fast almost kind of doesn't make sense. Like yeah. it, it, it makes it makes more sense, at least in my mind, just the logic. It makes more sense that it can't move fluidly like a human would move, which like makes some distinction between it being a rabid person and like you know, a dead person. Like, yeah, the fact absolutely. That- and and I think about that. Like when I, I remember when, like when Walking Dead started, and it's like, you, how is something going to move fast with no muscle? Like that's not physically possible. But um, but I want to say this about um, not to go too much into Twenty Eight Days Later, which I love Twenty Eight Days Later. It's excellent. <laughs> but like, what I loved there was that they they turned it into basically rabies. Like it was mm-hmm. basically human rabies. It wasn't mm-hmm. that yeah. the the corpse. They weren't like, died and reanimated. Yeah, they yeah. just got this gross disease that turned them into these like rabid creatures. And I think that's what um, that's sort of what the the aesthetic feel of this movie's zombies are. But we do have like you can't be decomposed with no muscle and also running fast. Be so running, yeah, like, that, like, like exactly. really running like faster yeah. than I can probably run. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, well, these- but maybe you can. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm like I've never seen a rabbit animal. I know that people to come back to the crackhead situation. Like, there are people who don't feel pain because they're compromised in some way, and maybe they're running like a chicken with its head cut off. Like maybe there is some sort of way to explain that as like this is just the, like whatever it is that's powering this, and it's never explained in the movie um in any sort of substantial way which actually i think is good like because i think we don't need to know an explanation um whatever it is 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 enough for these things to get up and fucking just haul um and eat people yeah and these ones too like are kind of like that first season of like the walking dead where they they hadn't like established well they hadn't established like a set of rules for like how the well they he, it was that uh frank darabont's like vision of the zombies where they're like oh, picking yeah. up stuff and mm-hmm. like the one in this one like picks up that tank or whatever or that that gas uh tank or whatever oh and, yeah and these zombies for some for whatever reason seem 
just deliberately hell bent on catching this group of people for some reason. Like it almost seems like they have like they Yeah, it almost seems like they've organized and made like a deliberate decision to like go after them and nothing else. Cause it's like, why don't y'all go somewhere else? Why are y'all like so hell bent on like these? That fits in with Romero's like and as we see unfold in Land of the Dead, right? Which was I think I think that was his last is that his last movie? The one There's with a couple the, other ones, but it's the last one that's part of like the, the of the dead. The yeah, like the, they, the zombies sort of become sentient. Like, right? They they keep like that's the point of that, is that there is still something about them that like they're returning to their sort of human um like the things that they're used to as as people. Yeah, so I think that, that when they actually yeah. choose not to eat some of the humans at the end, mm-hmm. they just like go off. <laughs> Yeah, and they, I, there's like a civil rights zombie movement, which yeah. I, I get behind that. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it, I guess there is something troubling or unsettling too. Like I like that line in there where they're like, "Why are they all coming here?" And they're just saying like, you know, maybe just some past memories or whatever. Like maybe they're coming for us. Like I, I, I dig that line because it's like it, it, it like that thing right there makes it makes you think that they should have been slower like because it's like there is some like like a little bit of the human like humanity left in mm-hmm. them but not quite enough for them to make the decision to not do what they're doing like so they're not fully functional as human so like you shouldn't be running like <laughs> you should just like be kind of like there's like in like the walking dead where like that first season where the uh morgan's wife is like i think it's the wife where she's like trying to open the door mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. of their house and that's such a creepy ass like yeah. you know moment because it's like there's something there that's still you know some sort of information that has like retained in their mind like i remember this some sort of neural pattern like some sort yeah. of like yeah. nerves nerves that are still firing in the same way and yeah, it's sad that's, that's creepy it makes- and sad and everything like at the same time yeah mm-hmm. no i i that's that's uh so i mean and it, it, this movie what i think it does really well though is like it builds a lot of really good tense uh set pieces and like you know i i found myself uh you know it's like your heart starts beating fast and all that stuff uh it happened in this one a few times because you just um as a director, Zack Snyder is really good at that. He's good at like set pieces and kind of creating. Um, he's very stylish. Yes, he's you know, good at. He can, and, and he the action, <laughs> no, the actions are the action set pieces are really well constructed. You kind of the uh, you, it's it's similar to what we talked about with Deep Blue Sea with the um, um, LL Cool J in the oven and all that stuff, where like the scenes are laid out in a way where like you know where people are, you know what's going on, and you know, like I, that sounds like a really elementary thing is like, Oh, you know where everyone is. But like, I, <laughs> like, honestly, like I love Christopher Nolan. He's one of my favorite directors. Dude's action set action scenes are sometimes like sloppy. Cause like, mm. you're like, where's Batman at? Like, who's that over there? You know, like that dude just fell on his own. And like, uh, and he's a great director all uh, otherwise. Right. Um, Zack Snyder's kind of the opposite. Like he's not really great in terms of um, like. You know what I read? Story, yeah, I read that he, story. Like he's not good at the storytelling, but he's so talented and stylish in the way the he visuals puts, and the yeah. the construction of. You can tell where his heart's at. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm not even that critical of him for that very reason. It's like 
I would never say like, oh, Zack Snyder doesn't deserve to be where. No, he does because he's he is good at he is a good director. He's just not a he's not a story. He's not a great storyteller. He's kind of like Lucas in a way. Um, Yeah, it's like he he knows how to create, innovate and do cool things and make you amazed and, and make your jaw drop. And he does that a lot in this movie. And the fact that James Gunn wrote it to me is that's a good mix because like. James Gunn's a really good writer, in my opinion. Like, he's a good screenwriter. Uh, and actually, he might be a better screenwriter than director, um, in my opinion, too. But uh, there's so much, there's little clever moments in this. There's little, like, things in it that just remind me that, like, oh, yeah, like, this is, this is, this was a good combo, these two. Uh, yeah, to it take is. Romero's material and, and t- put their own spin on it, you know? Yeah. I agree. Like, I, 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 I kind of have the same sentiment, like, just about, like Zach, like I, I just don't. I don't think he's like a really, you know, great storyteller. But like you said, he's stylish. Like he's, he's like. Uh, I mean, if I could compare it to like rap, like he's like the artist that's not really that lyrical, but like he's got like a lot of, you know, he's got good flows. Like Flair. he's got like yeah, yeah he's, he's like got Flair, like, <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got he's got like the swag like the intangible thing that's like not like okay yeah and he's really good at that like that novelty works for him if you're expecting like other things from him though that i don't think that that's what it is he's great in this setting like this type of movie like this is perfect for like Zack snyder like this movie blew my hair like you're looking at my hair i don't have a lot of it but this movie blew my hair back like the first time i saw it like I truly was like, wow. And I, and to this day, I, I would probably say it's my favorite zombie movie. And people, I know people are always like, no, but Night of the Living Dead. And there's just something about, oh my God, my animals are fighting with each other. Sorry. My, um, but there's just something about, um, the fun and the creativity and the new lens on, on, on ground that's already been covered. And, they, and it's actually almost like, you know, like, I think if he had tried to hit the same thematic notes that Romero did in the original, um, in terms of like criticizing consumer culture, I think this would have failed. Like, mm-hmm. I think he had, he had his fun with it and yeah. he gave us all these great, like you said, like these great set pieces and, and gun comes in with this, like not in any like elaborate depth, but like we get to see these characters develop and we get like, I care like, and I've already talked about how much I love Sarah Pauly, but like every, like I, Michael and, and, um, and even like all the people that come in later, you know, like, um, what's his face? Um, Max Headroom. Why do I always blank out on his name? Oh, Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt Pure, Pure. Pure. you yeah. know, um, and it just, and the, the, and I told you guys, I have, um, I have this weird crush on CJ, like his character arc of being the fucking biggest douche in the whole place. And then, like, as Miles pointed out, probably needlessly sacrificing himself. But there's all we get these little and it's not because it's an ensemble. Um, you don't get like tons and tons of development, but it's there. And I, and I love characters like I don't I can't like that's prep to me. If I had to pick one element of a story that's the most important, it's character. For sure. And I, the, this movie like delivers on character and the leads are strong and the actors are all good. Like there's not yeah. one. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody in here like I think they're all like they all seem to be having a great time doing this. Like, I don't think there's anybody like really phoning it in. Like everybody's seen even the characters that I hate are like committed (laughs) to the like 
Malachi yeah, Trump. like Makai Fiverr's character. Like, I hate his character, but he's completely committed to like that that role, like of what he's playing. Like, and I mean, there's quite a few other ones that I'm like, I don't like. What's the uh, with the girl that with the uh, that the went dog. after the dog? Oh, uh, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. Like, I don't like. Like, you know what? Oh, yo, here's my other problem with her. Not, not even the fact that she went after the dog was stupid. Like, that was that was dumb. My my like worst like maybe issue with her is like like they're so they decide like that they're gonna leave the mall or whatever. And like they have that montage scene of like everybody like welding steel, reinforcing <laughs> these buses to like really like make it safe so that they could leave and like making this like combat like convoy out of these like makeshift bus like it's really like what they did was like really like like yo this is pretty in it's pretty dope like you know out of like like everybody's using their skills to like come together and make something that's a caravan that's safe for them to leave and then they show a scene of her like spray painting teeth on the front of the <laughs> thing like we don't need that you don't need that. Everybody's creating something, right? Everybody's contributing something that's like functional to this. Like, dude's like, man, I got these slights on the side. We'll use the chainsaw and kill them through this thing. We'll have this thing right here. This will lock it. I'm like, yes, exactly. And then there's yeah. a shot of her spray painting teeth on the front. Like, yo, sit down. We don't need that. Like, that's not, that is not important to us getting out of here no, wait, and making so it through this crowd at all. Like, so waste, complete waste. But here's the thing, like I, I, I <laughs> yeah, Nicole's the worst. But uh, I, <laughs> so here's what's interesting to me: like her character and Makai Piper's character, those are both examples of. Uh, I can imagine. I would love to read read James Gunn's script, original script, because uh, to me that is one area where you can kind of see a potential disconnect between director and writer because on paper, like that's such a James Gunn thing to have uh, to have like one situation where there's a family basically. And the father is hiding the bite of the mother and obsessed with this baby and there being a zombie baby period. That's all James Gunn to like, I can see that, right? Like, uh, that's straight out of his brain. Uh, and it's a very, it's actually an interesting st- character element to sort of introduce this character who, when we first meet her is losing, is losing the last of, of her whole family. And then her growing attached to this dog and kind of like being determined not to lose anything else and all that, like on paper, you could read that maybe in a book or in the screenplay and be like, wow, she's like, I, I get it. Yeah. Like I hurt for her a little bit and yeah, that was stupid, but, what a, but like as directed by Zack Snyder, um, we were more focused on the action in those moments. And in the action <laughs> element of those moments, it just looks like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and you don't even remember the other stuff. Cause you're just like, what are you doing? You're ruining everything. You know? Cause, because he made he does such a good job of setting up setting it up the action part of it with this with the with the welding and with the tra- like he's thinking about let's make this epic and he's setting all that up and all the character stuff around why she's making the decision she's making what who she is you kind of 
kind of drifts lost. yeah and then so then you're yeah. just looking at this character like what an idiot like which is yeah. true and uh and the teeth thing is just like it was like oh that's what a you, that's yeah. a cutesy character thing remember because she spray paints <laughs> but it was like an artist or she draws yeah, she or did something. it earlier in the movie it shows her doing it in the hallways and stuff like she's she's like a artist or something but oh, uh, i completely missed that like i didn't even like her no, character right. is so insignificant like to me that i didn't even like notice that like my and just so angry i mean because like okay fine you paint cool that's like a cool character that's like that's part of your character we don't yeah. need that shit right now right like, that's not like important right now that's not an important factor of us getting like, out. Grab of here. that like, wrench. Hand me that wrench. Yeah, How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't be, and if you can't be useful in the way, maybe you don't know how to weld and all that other stuff. Okay, cool. Like, how about you assist somebody else with something else other than paint? Okay, like we don't like that's not something I mean, that, that's, that's like necessary. you have a character with aerosol cans. Like, grab a lighter and use that as a weapon. Like that, I would have. I would have been <laughs> even though like. Uh, like that maybe that wouldn't have been like the most useful thing like i would have been better off i would have been more satisfied if they showed her like using a can like to create a torch like right. okay maybe there's something like all right yeah. spray paint the teeth on there <laughs> nah. or at least or at least be the hoe of the group like the other girl <laughs> like, i actually got no issues with her like i, I don't even have any problems with her she's, at least, she's at least, the hoe. We all yeah, need she committed to that. Yeah, you yeah. need that. <laughs> you Listen, know. that's something that you do need, though. Like you sitting out here, <laughs> you sitting up here painting like spray paint on here. Like at least when we get out of here, it's like, well, I mean, at least we got like I got somebody that I can, you know, what I'm saying, rely yeah, on, procreate, like, repopulate the earth with. You know who the fucking, you know who the saddest character in this whole movie is? Fucking Andy. Like Andy breaks my heart every single time. Here's oh, what I yeah, keep yeah. thinking. Right? Like the whole like the reason they sacrifice or one of the things they send chips over to do is to bring them a sandwich or some shit. It, 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 it wasn't that far. Or they didn't have anything that they could like fly over there. I don't know if they had like drone type stuff then at that time. Like I don't know, but I mean, I'm still like those water balloons. Yeah, y'all would be an unfair. <laughs> well, you know, my other issue that I was telling you guys is like these people' ability to close, open, and close doors quickly is terrible. Like. <laughs> Whenever there's like zombies coming, they're like sitting there looking at something. I don't know. And then they're not closing. The, they're closing the door right when the zombie is like halfway through the door. Like, what do you like? What? Take 75 years to move through the door. Like, well, you, gotta yeah. get that, you gotta get that last shot of Ving Rames cocking his shotgun. Like, you know how many times did we see his shotgun? <laughs> it's like excessively cocked like a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> like, got to get that. And you got to see the shell hit the ground next to his boot. Uh, <laughs> even even Andy, like when the dog comes and like he opens the door and like the dog comes in, there's like a good like eight seconds where he just leaves the thing. <laughs> up, like, oh, oh man, they got in. Like, look, what are you doing? Really, man? you're not gonna close that thing all the way? Like, seriously? Well, like, that's what's weird. Well, what was weird to me too about that is like it was only like two zombies got in and you heard him shoot. And it was just like, wait, I thought he was really good. He's supposed to be like a great shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened there? Like, He's only good like, at long range, apparently. Yeah. I, I thought that was ridiculous. Like, just the fact that they were able to get in. And then, like, the stupider part was, like, he understands, like, the zombies, right? Like, he he, he understands. Like, I think <laughs> they're they communicating <laughs> with them and what they are. Like, he gets bit. He's like, oh, man. 
this guy's bite so hard, man. Well, I'll see you guys a little bit later. Like, no, you won't. <laughs> we won't see you later. Dying, like, buddy. Like, no, sad, though. Now, actually, that death hurts. Like, that's one that actually where I'm like, oh, man. Like, I don't care when Mackay Pfeiffer dies. Like, he's yeah, I, I didn't care about his that, wife. Yeah. Don't care about that zombie baby. Like, everything's gross in that whole scene. I felt bad for the old lady, but like when Andy died and it was like, I think I, I was reading like, it's like a, if for at the beginning of the movie, Ving Rhames is like obsessed with getting to his brother. Right. Yeah. And so like he takes all of that and he invests in this like relationship with this dude. Like the, he even calls I, him brother. He like brother, yeah. him his brother like multiple times. That broke my heart. Like that made me fucking sad. No, that was sad. And uh, yeah, I actually appreciate that like relationship more than anything like is going on. I don't know what the hell is going on with Makai Pfeiffer, but uh, you could cut that whole part out and I would be fine like with you yeah. know well let's let's use that as an opportunity to to, to pivot to uh <laughs> our second se- segment since we started to get into it anyway of uh <laughs> you good homie and uh basically <laughs> we're checking in on our people of color in the movie we have uh, a few um <laughs> uh, notably um Ving Rhames character uh what's his name and <laughs> Kenneth Kenneth so we we have uh Kenneth who uh uh played by Ving Rhames and then we have uh McCaffrey's Andre Andre, <laughs> I think we should start with him, and then we'll, we'll pivot back to uh, we'll pivot back to Kenneth. So Andre, <laughs> what I had texted you guys like yesterday was like, man, this guy sucks so hard. Like him and his wife, like there's yeah, <laughs> just they're suck. terrible, they're yeah. terrible, and not their not their <laughs> the performance that they're giving, just like no. the way their characters are written are yeah. horrible. Absolutely, <laughs> no, the acting's great, yeah. and you like yeah. really from the beginning you meet them, and he's like surly and like doesn't trust other people, and has his own he has his own shit in his head that he needs to see to completion, and I think that's. That's the key right there, right? Like he doesn't, he does the thing that probably a lot of us would do. Don't, don't tell anybody about the bite. You know, like he, it's, it's a, that's like a, like an antisocial response to something, right? Like I'm going to endanger the group because I have my own priorities. And that's, that's interesting too. Like, cause I actually think more people would actually, if there was like a zombie apocalypse, I think more people would actually react that way. Like just knowing Americans <laughs> and like, if they got bit, like I am not going to selflessly be like, Hey, y'all, I'm, I'm bit. I don't got much time left. I'm going to sit here because I believe that I'm going to be okay. Like, I believe that I'm going to be the one person that's immune to maybe I'm immune. Like, just like, what I feel like most, a lot of people would do, which is be like, well, yeah, nah, I'm not going to die. Like, yeah, you probably are. Like, <laughs> and like for that, like, it makes his character annoying. And, and his wife, she clearly dies and turns into a zombie. And his, like, his attachment to, like, holding on to that is so strange to me. Like, it's just a weird-ass scene. Like, well, that she's dead. Is- bathroom like with him and ving rames right what does he tell him like i'm gonna give this baby everything i never had and like this is my mission in the world and i'm like "Uh." (laughs) like you might have to reroute some of that um given the current circumstances sir 
And, I, and I'm sorry that you made mistakes in your life. And you know what's interesting? And, and I was going to ask you guys, like, there's this reference to, like, him being a thief, right? Like, Bing Rames makes some comment about him being a thief. And I'm like, is that ever, like, it, it must be part of exposition somewhere. But to me, it's not ever obvious that I mean, a, he he yeah. he talks about, like, things that he regrets, like, his and his past, like, where he's made mistakes, basically. But it's I don't after, know if it's, it's after Ving Rhames says that. Like Ving Rhames, I think Ving Rhames profiles him. I think that's the what's happening. Yeah, he probably, yeah, probably. has. Like I know you. I know you. I know what type of dude you are. He's a police officer, so he's probably like I know what type of dude you are. And yeah, I don't think he. It, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like after that is where he kind of goes into more detail because they don't explicitly say like this guy's a criminal or whatever like prior to that exchange you just so. see his mugshot like laying on the ground right laying on the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh thanks thanks zach no uh so like but and his random russian wife right that well that's like, so that's to me what's what the weirdest thing <laughs> their dynamic that's the weird like I, it's yeah it's, it's not really so obviously like i'm <laughs> totally all for uh multicultural interrelation interracial <laughs> relationships <laughs> But, like, uh, I think it just felt weird because, like, his his character is far more fleshed out than hers. Um, She's, like, the wife. And uh, it just felt like I'm imagining if the family makeup was a little bit different and there was a little bit more character, a little more buildup in their relationship, then maybe we would feel something when that scene happens but it's also the most over the top scene in the in the whole it truly movie. is it's it's very over the top like we like so uh my wife was was in a meeting or something and she she came in like during the movie she's seen it before but uh she just like started laughing when uh when him <laughs> and the old lady were shooting each other <laughs> that's a ridiculous scene, because like. uh, she was just like she was just like I like how they're just so determined to keep shooting each other because, like, it went like they were hitting each other, but nobody was falling, and they just kept shooting each other like three or four times. And uh, that, on top of then immediately following that up with the zombie baby, uh, there's just so many aspects of that scene that felt like a different movie to me than the rest of the movie. Like, you take that scene out, like, and that's the scene I always, that's what's sad is that's the scene I always remember when I think of Dawn of the Dead 2004 is the, the weird uh, <laughs> Mackay Pfeiffer zombie baby hold up in it, the yeah. nursery it's scene. It's, it's really, like, I... In, uh, it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's like, definitely don't, strange. Yeah. It's, gro- it's, gro- it's, perver- it's a perversion, right? Like, the idea of a, it's a perversion of nature and it's most clear when it's a baby, right? Like a baby is supposed to be life. It's supposed to be renewal in life. And as a baby comes out and it's the opposite of that, it's disgusting. Like it's supposed to make you go like, oh, that's fucked up. You know, and I think that like that's the point of that whole scene. Yeah, that that one is, that's the scene that I could like do without. I mean, even like uh, uh even the old lady, like I like I, I just like her like she her decisions like kind of don't even make sense like at that moment it's like i would just walk out like because she's i would yeah. just go tell the rest <laughs> of the group 
like, yeah, she's tied up. Like, the, yeah, she's like, shit going on. Yeah. yeah, because she's like strapped into the bed or whatever, like into that restraint. He's got her restrained and he's in there and he's pointing a gun at me. I'm definitely like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you have this, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to walk out and I'm going to go inform the rest of the group. Hey, listen, like they did with everything else. Like, why would she take that upon herself to try to handle that situation? That happens in a lot of movies where I'm like, you guys are really bad at lying to people who might kill you. Like, just fucking lie your head off. Like, oh, God, congratulations. All right. Just and then w- walk backwards out of the store. Like, why is that? Nobody like that. I feel like that would be like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. I got to like, get out of here. Yeah. Why is that not anybody else's impulse in these movies? Because he's clearly like unstable at that point yeah. where he's just become so obsessed with the idea of like, caring for this child that he's just blind to you know what's the obvious where i'm like all right you know what this is not somebody i'm gonna reason with i'm just gonna walk out and like like what are you doing like (laughs) you have a shootout with him like what (laughs) maybe there's a mismatch here (laughs) that's so random like an 80 year old woman in mckay pfeiffer have a shootout in this movie You, I bet you don't see that coming. Like, in, at line, all. in line with the mismatch of like us, like not really feeling too much empathy for Nicole. Like I feel like maybe this is a mismatch. We're like that. I feel like we maybe could have like understood Mackay Pfeiffer's obsession with bringing a baby into the world and caring for it and nurturing it and making everything good for it. But it's just not. It doesn't flesh out. And mostly, I'm just like this motherfucker fucked everything up. Like that's mostly how I feel about him. Now you 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 imagine again on paper you see like oh this father you know and he's made all these mistakes he's trying to make up for it and it's like I could see James Gunn sitting down and being like and like the most sort of disturbing and grotesque thing you see that the thing that the baby he was trying to save turns out to be you know this monster Undead. as well on paper. And Zack Snyder looked at it and he was like, zombie baby? Bet. That's going to be cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it feels like, definitely. Like, it, because as if you take... Baby bet. <laughs> if, you take that, if you take that same thing and you put it in, like, if that's Rick Grimes, like, that's a way more, like, impactful scene because we've had time to build up. It's heartbreaking because you know, if you know anything about Rick Grimes and his situation with his kid is like, it's even worse. Like that, that would be the outcome, the eventuality of it. We only kind of know that this guy maybe was the criminal or something at one point, And that's it. Like he does nothing else of significance to me. He to make disappears me, from the movie for stretches. Yeah. Too. Be interested yeah. in his character at all. Like to where this happening to him is not tragic. It's just a weird ass scene. Like, <laughs> Like, it's like, all right, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's like, my well, favorite. That was weird. Back to the movie. <laughs> like, but, uh, that was weird. Okay, so, 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 what about what about uh, Kenneth? Um, he, he's a hard, you know, he's a hard character to like. Like at first, you're like, I don't like this guy. Like he's he's like he doesn't care about anybody. He only wants to get, like, he wants to get to his brother. Which you know, I understand that. Um, but it takes like it takes a long time, and and I think it's actually again the relationship with Andy that we and here is an example of a fleshed out like you see his emotional arc and you see him start to sort of not necessarily accept the situation, but like form emotional bonds to people other than the brother that's probably dead, 
Um, but I, but I enjoy that it, he's a hard character to like, like he's not like for me, Sarah Polly, like immediately I'm like, I'm fucking with this bitch with him. I'm like, I don't really like him. He's mean to everyone. He's aggressive. He's competent. Like he's highly competent at what he does and useful. Um, but, but I think that, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the relationship that he forms that really makes him like me care about him by the end of the movie. I actually, I actually never really struggled to like his character. Like I actually kind of was always fucking with like, yeah, like, I, <laughs> I mean, because like, like it, in these situations it's like, it's funny. Like when you juxtapose it with the zombies, like the zombies are better in numbers. They're more like, they're more dangerous. The more of them there are, but the more of them you are people, the more difficult it makes to do like everything. I feel like there's more people that you have to have to make a decision because it's like rule by committee. Everybody has to agree with this now. And it, his idea is like, well, I need to get with my brother, the person that I know that, you know, we're on the same page. I don't know any of you people. And now I have to sit here and play politics with all y'all. And we're not even on the same page. Like, and it makes it more difficult because I got this one girl over here trying to go save a dog. This guy over here is trying to, you know, keep them all to himself. Like everybody has their own like perspective of what they want to do. The bigger, the larger the group becomes. So I never actually even ha have issues with his character because he you don't you kind of don't want to be alone, but you also like don't want to have too many people with you because then too many you, you variables. Do, yeah, it's too many variables and you run the risk of what happens like with, you know, Anna, where you become attached to this person now that you didn't know before today. And now you, there's more grief for you because you've made like new relationships that you already lost your husband. Now you make a new relationship and you lose this person that seems like maybe you're not romantically involved with. It seems like a good person to have around. And it's just... I don't know. Like it, I, I, I never struggled with like his decision to be like, I don't want to be around any of y'all. I, I have no interest <laughs> in joining this group of, of, you know, people. Like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I feel like he's, um, yeah, I think I lean more your way too, miles. Like, I, I don't think I ever disliked him. Uh, I, I see his, the harshness in his character, um, given the setting as an asset and therefore, and maybe that's just like a thing, like, uh, you know, <laughs> people who would otherwise be, uh, jerks <laughs> somehow are, um, become the heroes in a world where the rules, rules go out the window. Um, but he, uh, he, he definitely exemplifies that. And he has a nice arc, like, uh, his, his arc of, that journey of learning to care about these, uh, these people is uh, believable. One of the most believable things for some reason, I think it's, it's partly partially his acting partially, like just the construction of the Andy kind of dynamic and all that, uh, that helps him get there. Um, and it's fascinating that the character he first connects with is the one that's far away, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, like the distant, like there's a distance metaphor in there of like, of, mm -hmm. he's a distant character and his connection back to humanity is through speaking from some to someone at a distance where he doesn't have to actually have a conversation where he can just put up a couple words and that's enough 
And that's so fitting for him, you know, yeah. <laughs> where he's like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. dope. Because if, if Andy had been in that mall, they probably wouldn't have even connected like that, you know. Yeah. But like, it's something about that specific way that I think helped him, you know. Um, so we we should pivot because we're getting we're getting on on time. <laughs> uh, what's our rule for this episode <laughs> or for this movie? <laughs> What do we say? What do we say? Stop believing in shit. Like <laughs> Journey like says, it? don't stop believing. We say, don't you should shit. stop believing. You should stop. You should stop. <laughs> just be pragmatic, practical. Get like, yeah. Just let go of like the shit from the world before. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in, when we're in crisis mode, and and that's what gets. Andre killed is it I gotta bring this baby into the world and give it everything and I'm like just live like just focus on not dying and um and that's something we see absolutely in everything Ving Rames does <laughs> um even when when he knows Andy's gone he's like shit like he his face when he's like oh yeah these fuckers bite or these suckers bite hard or whatever and he's like ugh but he's re- like he's not going to try to go and be like, no, Andy might make it. You know, there's no irrational sort of response. It's like, well, he's dead now. Um, and I think that is just kind of almost like the general rule of zombie movies is like deal with reality. Yeah, you just said, I feel like that that's like a, often the problem. And is everybody kind of has a, a difficult time adjusting to like okay the the rules don't the rules that we went off of before are no longer the rules and we're living by this world's rules and that's kind of like yeah dude like they have a whole debate about the 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 girl's father like well he's bit we know what's gonna happen like now like we have to like okay yeah before this would be inhumane but i mean what are we talking about right now like this guy's bit and you you know, you just do it. Like you kind of like have to do it like something. And I mean, they end up, you know, waiting for him to turn, which I guess is, I, I, I don't know. Like I, that's like the thing that was like always the theme that they tug and pull at in like walking dead where it's the people still trying to hold on to humanity and then the other people that have acclimated to the new world mm-hmm. and the people that have acclimated to the new world have a better, you know, they're better at surviving in, you know, the people that struggle to hold on to, you know, what was before is like, yeah, you, that shit is dangerous, man. Like, like at this point, it's like, yo, there's zombies, like whatever rules there were before. Once I see a zombie, ain't no more rules, man. Rules is out the window. Once I see a dead person walking around, <laughs> rules is out the window, bro. Like we, 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 we working off a whole new list that went out earlier. Like we, we all, like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's facts. Like, and, but it's, it's challenging because uh, could, could we really, con- could we really make that mental turn in real life? Like that's to me, what's most fascinating about these movies is they're always like character studies of like each character are, they're making decisions. That's, that's kind of how it was on, in all the, 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 Night of Living Dead movies, uh, The Walking Dead, everything. There's always like characters who you're pushed to make a choice about, okay, are you about surviving or are you about trying to preserve this, uh, 
you know, dying um, version of life. And uh, I think it's fascinating because like you have um, the characters who are most accepting of the new normal are kind of uh, prone to survive. But it's also sort of, obviously, we, we know with the knowing how it ends, like they were in a hopeful state, even thinking that that was some sort of salvation. And the most pragmatic move maybe wasn't like seeking out a promised land. <laughs> because again, reality strikes when they get there. And so like, it's really, yeah, I mean, I think the be, you know, be honest with yourself. There might be another way to to, to look at that. Deal with, that yeah, deal with reality um, for sure. Yeah, and it's really cool because, like, the uh, the the when I think about like other, you know, myself in real life, like if I'm put in that position where I think about there's this so there's this game that came out a few years ago that uh, called Until Dawn, and it's a uh, it's a video game where it's like a interactive drama sort of game where you make choices and it changes the outcome of the story based on the choices. And you play as like eight different teens who are in a cabin in the woods and gets, you know, it's basically a horror video game and you have to make all these choices. Well, there's one point in the game where one of these creatures scratches this girl who's part of their group. And uh, you have to make the choice whether to shoot her in the head and kill her or not. And the scene is really well constructed. They actually got a lot of like Rami Malek's in the game. Like uh, there's a bunch of like really good actors in it. So like the way it, and it, you, they use motion capture. So they all look like them, them. And so the scene's actually really impactful because she's a character you don't like in the game. But then you play as her for a sequence and you're kind of like, OK, I made it out. But you get scratched because you push the wrong button or whatever. And you're in this scenario where you have to shoot her in the head or don't. And my wife and I were playing it and I was like, no, nah, we can't do that. So we don't do it. Well, in the next <laughs> thing, you and there's characters who are like, you got to kill her. You know, like they're, they're very adamantly telling you you should. And, and then uh, at the end of the scene, you read the journal of this guy who's been out there and, and he actually you find out on the last page like, oh, um, you will not turn if bitten or scratched. I was bitten. I never turned like that's incorrect. And so, like, I was like, dang, what if we shot her? That would have, you know. And so, like, <laughs> I looked it up on YouTube. I was like, there were playthroughs where people did it. And it's horrific the way the scene yeah. plays out. It looks terribly realistic when it happens. And uh, and uh, it's, like, dark because then you discover, like, ooh. And I think in real life, like, in a scenario where you have zombies and preachers and stuff, like, you might to think, like, oh, I would, obviously, like, I'm going to shift my brain and whatever I got to do, I got to do. But in that very moment, there is that thing in the back of your head, like, am I making the right choice? And like, uh, no, for sure. I mean, that's yeah. the that's why people like, and I think finally, like, the zombie apocalypse genre is sort of quieting down a bit. But like, that's why it was so has been so huge for such a long time is because it's that existential question. It's not even about zombie apocalypses. It's like this zombie apocalypses are about life. It's about like, what do you have to do to survive? Like, who are you willing to hurt if you think that it's going to mean, like, if it's going to be the difference of life and death for you? I don't know if you guys ever read The Road. Um, the, but like, to me, people are always like, oh, that movie, that book is so bleak and it's so depressing. And I'm like, that movie is about life. Like, it's about like, you don't know what's going to happen. You have to take care of your child. 
like you have to protect them. Um, and you have to like, there's the whole thing of carrying the fire, right? Like holding on to goodness, despite all the horrible shit that's happening around you. And there's like the scene where the little boy is like, we would never kill the dog, right? Like there's a dog and they're like, they're starving. And they're like, should we, you know, there's always the question of like, we could kill this dog and eat it. And the boy's like, we would never do that. Right. And the dad's like, no, we would never would. And you know, it, that's what zombie movies are about. It's about, it's just, it's, it's, what we're, it's what we're all doing, yeah. just stripped down. And that's what walking dead's about. And I think um, that question of like, you know, you know, do we, survive at the cost of losing humanity like is it worth surviving if you have mm -hmm. if you turn into an animal or if you turn into yeah. like a cannibal savage person um, yeah yeah self-preservation it's like uh, you what are you willing to do and and the thing is, is like a lot of people will specifically like in our society like if this is i would I would never go outside like if this was happening in our society because I mean we live with savages like like they <laughs> you can they'll just they'll just tear shit up if they team win the championship <laughs> like, it look it look like zombie apocalypse like so if some if people the dead actually came back like yeah I'm worried because the the the, <laughs> the people that we got here is like yeah they'll, they'll definitely like, <laughs> Rogan fans with cannibal raiders. Oh, like, oh that's yeah, real. that's gonna happen. Like, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. out of my mind. <laughs> it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be dangerous. So it's like it, it is an interesting dynamic. Like it's like what do you? Because there's different, like, and then there's like the mercy ones where it's like, well, this person is suffering, so we we have to do something. And then there's the other ones where it's like, well, this person is trying to kill me, so shouldn't I kill them first? Like, and so it's like it's just a tough circumstance to be in in general. Like, but I mean, for the sake of the movie, yeah, you, you kill yeah, them. You need to, yeah, you kill them. <laughs> you kill the and shit you out of them. <laughs> yeah. You kill the shit out of all of them. And you make like good decisions. Like, like when CJ kills the one dude, he's getting eaten and he's like, without hesitation, he's like, oh yeah, I got to kill you. Like you, and I mean, he tells him to kill him, but he's also like, he understands, like, I can't help him. His leg is messed up. He's getting eaten. There's nothing I could do for him. The 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 humane thing for me to do is kill him. Like, you know, rather than have him just torn apart. And then later on, he does a weird thing like, all right, just go. I'll be right behind you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right behind me doing what? Like, why don't you just come now? <laughs> <with me>? like, <laughs> and there's so just many that like there's so many zombies yeah. that like even after he blows that whole thing up, like you just see more zombies come. You're just like, well. Yeah, like um, I, I I don't understand like what he was staying uh, behind for. It, he was even reckless for like that throwing that tank out there because it was like mad close to the bus still. Like yeah. I thought <laughs> when he it blew you know, up. First time I saw the movie, I thought he died in an explosion because it was like was so big yeah. and he was up there. Yeah. I was like, did he make it back in, <laughs> or is his legs about to drop down? To the <laughs> like we should have like threw that like a little bit further another, another great away, yeah. set piece i love that whole sequence and i'm not even i can't deal with like when i when i'm watching an act and i love it like I, I love a good action movie but like when there's too many cars and wheels and shit and like vehicles my brain just tunes out like i i, I stop being able to focus on what's happening that does not happen in this scene and it, it's uh it's gruesome it's like high stakes it's intense 
and it's um and it's uh it's not there's nothing excessive about it like you see all the things you need to see you know that was weird but uh so uh <laughs> well i think we did it yeah like like i mean here's the thing I love that we did that little side kind of we shifted into that conversation about what it means to live and survive and stuff, because to me, this movie is the perfect. This is a Zack Snyder movie like he made 300. He made uh, Batman throw a guy into the wall and leave a blood spot on it like this (laughs) for Zack Snyder. Yeah. Killing and being ruthless and brutal is the way to survive. And I think he communicates that through this movie. So I think our rule <laughs> makes fun. perfect sense. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So this is it. Dawn of the Dead. Uh, this was a lot of fun <laughs> to talk about. I feel like there's so much <laughs> this here. This was way more like introspective than I thought. Yeah, it yeah. Be. <laughs> I love this movie. I fucking love this yeah. movie. The zombie like, genre on- is introspective it's in that- itself. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of one that I like. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that zombie movie. But the, for me, this is like my favorite. For and I've I've seen this movie so many times. It's it's one of those like comfort movies. Uh, I guess when I think about it, like uh, there's not a ton of like zombie movies that. I mean, I like Twenty Eight Days Later, but I mean that's loosely a zombie it's movie. Really a zombie movie. Yeah. It's, really a, it's more of a like an inf- like infection type of thing, like. So in terms of like zombie movies, like the the World War Z was eh, again more infection stuff, and yeah, this is probably the best one. I, I can't think of one that maybe is better than this. That's like a zombie movie. Like I don't. I, I mean, I guess Night of the Living Dead, but I mean, that's more of like that's, that's it's, more of like it's an original artistry. Of yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily the best. Um, this one's my this is the one i enjoy the most and that i've yeah, watched it is it is easily because i can't even really name think of another one that is like on par with it um there's some interesting things know. to say about some of romero's other ones uh notably day of the dead and land of the dead but but i don't know if i, I like would land say of the dead. i would know i don't know if i would say they were better than this I, I, I put them on par with it in some ways but like uh the the what's interesting is Romero like his critique of this movie of Don Jack Snyder's Don of the Dead was interesting because he's like he said it was better than he thought it would be and uh, he said uh, the first twenty minutes really he thought were really effective which is what we talked mm-hmm. about that opening set piece mm-hmm. uh, so and good. he thought but he didn't think he 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 felt similar I mean obviously it's no surprise he felt this way but he felt that the running zombies were were not as was we're not as scary or effective as mm-hmm. the shambling zombies, but that's a that's a tomato tomato thing. I'm probably hey, we haven't talked about the music much, and I just to note that before we go, but like the Johnny Cash um, when the man comes around and that opening sequence, all the clips, like all the media, yeah. and so good. Those those title opening titles are fantastic. Um, get down with the sickness. Yeah, uh, the lounge version, and then the la- the version that we get like the real the original yeah, version yeah. later perfect like just yeah. it's perfect and so so good like such a such perfect notes for those scenes he has um, sex Snyder has music that he just loves to, to to dip into yeah yeah i always like that uh like when she uh the husband is like running out the house after and she's in the car 
and you hear like just this 808 like symbol <laughs> come out of it. I always, I don't know why I like that. I just always like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just perfect. Like, but yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, good. Yeah, the mu- I didn't even talk about it. The music is like pretty solid. Like, fits, it fits the movie really well. Um, Tom Savini uh, cameo in there. As well. <laughs> Tom Savini. That's right. Yep. Got to get him in there. That's the guru. Um, <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this episode. Uh, This is Survivor's Ed, How to Not Die First in a Horror Movie. Um, If you enjoyed this show, please share, like. If if you're on YouTube, leave a comment. Um, If you're listening to this on any of the podcast networks, whatever you can do to support, whether you can leave a review or rating, we super appreciate it. Uh, The best way to sort of connect with us is on our Instagram, 2BXMPodcast. Uh, We have a lot of good content on there. We're clipping out some things from these shows and uh, sharing um, some really, I think some good questions about movies. So feel free to reach out and engage with us on there. Um, This is a weekly series that we're going to do until we get tired of doing. So (laughs) (laughs) So, until one of us dies dies and becomes a zombie and then we'll do the zombie version. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. So um, Or or keep us changed. In a mall store. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is Survivor's Ed. <laughs> this is Survivor's Ed. And uh, stay safe. Stay safe.